I got to say right out of the box, first of all, hello. And you can tell something special is in the air tonight because we both had collared shirts on. It appears that we have showered. I know I did a lot of uh, grooming today. Very, very exciting. It is Bourbon County Stout Day, Cody. I'm so excited. Like, <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite shows to do with you every year because, I mean, it's it's pretty much the best beer. Like, it's, it the, is, it's it, like pretty much the best beer that you can get. It's one of these uh, one of these things that started uh, a long time ago and has grown and grown and become not only a national phenomenon but a global phenomenon. And it all started right here in Chicago. We will be talking tonight with Mike Smith. He's the senior brand manager from Goose Island who handles the Bourbon County Stout and vintage portfolios. And then, very exciting, one of the brewers. In fact, the brewer who created this year's proprietor's brand blend, that woman is Emily Cosmal. So Emily will be joining us as well. We're going to sample. There are seven variants. We are going to talk about. We're going to talk about all of them. We are Cody and I are going to sample four of them. Hopefully, we will survive until nine when Craig joins us. Uh, Barbara, Janice, Brenda, Debbie, Maureen, everybody's saying hello. So we are uh, we are very excited this year. And I want to talk to uh, Mike and Emily about this. This was a different kind of year for BCS and their and their big release. But I'm like you, Cody. I cannot I cannot wait. So we might as well. Why why us keep jabbering when we can welcome our guests in with us uh, tonight? She has been patiently waiting. <laughs> Emily Cosball is a brewer at Goose Island. She actually created this year's Proprietors Blend. Emily, Ooh. welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. And your counterpart, Mike Smith, is the senior brand manager at Goose Island. He handles the Bourbon County Stout and the Vintage Portfolio. Mike, thanks for coming. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you guys. Always good to have a marketer on, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, you got to have a mark. You got to have, you got to have uh, something going on. Sorry, Mike. Um, no, all right. So Mike is here. Emily is here. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you because it is, it was a lot different this year. As you were starting to get ready for BCS, and normally you're planning prop days, and it's the big lottery and the big festival, that obviously couldn't happen. How long before you, how, how long a process was it to decide and switch gears like this to get the BCS out to everybody? Yeah, I mean, the it was tough. We started planning this thing more than a year out. We're already looking at next year, uh, honestly, and it's crazy because this year hasn't even hit uh, with the, the, the beer actually going out, but... Um, you know, when, when we, uh, went into the first, uh, lockdown in March, we were like a couple weeks, we'll, we'll be okay. And things will be on track. And that shortly changed into a month and then two. And then, uh, we started talking very early about, you know, what should we do this year? Uh, the way things are going. And I think the, the biggest thing that we want everybody to know is we all decided we want to get this beer out and we're going to figure out a way to get it out into the world. Our fans love it. Uh, we love it. It's one of, you know, the employees, favorite beers out of our portfolio. So we worked really hard, had a lot of meetings and, and really tried to figure out a way to safely release all of the Bourbon County uh, beers this year. So I'm, I'm really excited that we figured out a way to do that with all of our uh, partners. And we have a really, I mean, I've been at Goose for six years. I think it's the best lineup we've had since I've been here. I've been a fan for a lot longer than that. So really exciting stuff. Well, everybody is everybody is raving about this year's lineup, and I on to go back to what you were saying. I was fortunate enough uh, to win in the lottery, so nice. I got to go through the process, and it could not have gone smoother. Uh, I was, you know, when you're going into something like this, you're expecting long lines and a lot of hassle. I was in and out, no problem. It was it was wonderful. So kudos to you and your team and everybody at Goose for figuring out a way to do this and keep everybody moving. It was uh, it was terrific. Oh, thank you. I'm glad it was a good experience. We have the the best activation team in the business. All right, let's get into let's get into the beers. We've got seven variants as we always do, and we'll start we'll start talking with the original because that to me, usually when people ask me, "Oh, which one was your favorite?" I always say, "I've got to take the original out because it's always superb." And that's that's the key to all the variants, right? The continuity in the in the original Bourbon County Stout. Yeah, you know, it, it's, I would say too, it's my favorite every year. And I have to take myself out of that every now and then because they're like, you can't just pick the original every year. What's your favorite variant? Right. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've grown this brand over the last 20 years to be just uh, a few barrels to uh, uh, more than a few thousand. 
And uh, more recently in my time here, and, and Emily can speak to this too, um, our brewers not only can make a really good stout to put into a barrel and see what happens, but uh, it takes a lot of talent to uh, blend all these barrels together every year to get a consistent taste batch after batch that we uh, then put in, in the bottles and the, and the kegs and ship out. So uh, for them to manage all the barrels and find out, you know, we'll take these that are this old and, and, and these barrels from Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, Wild Turkey, blend them together and get it, com- get it consistent and get it out in the world uh, is very telling on just how talented they are. It's just, it, it speaks to the distilling crossover that you're going to see here in the, the beer and the, the bourbon industry. And uh, it's fantastic. And if you don't have a good base uh, barrel-aged stout, um, you can't even make a variant after, after the fact. So, uh, yeah, you need, to, you need to have that base locked in, which we have. And, and after that, we have a little fun with some. Emily, how, what's the challenge of con- keeping that consistency year after year on the, on the, the base stout? You know, because I would imagine, as, my, uh, as Mike was saying, if you don't have that, no matter what variants you're putting in, it's going to throw things off. Uh, for sure. So definitely I, I am uh, primarily work in the brew house. So I, I start this process of Bourbon County. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're, we're actually brewing some today. I just stepped aside for a minute to do this, <laughs> but uh, so that'll be uh, a years later Bourbon County, wow. but to, wow. it's crazy to think that what I'm making now will actually be enjoyed a year later. So it's very important to make sure we're we're hitting every target. You know, we have to make sure the right ingredients, good quality ingredients, right temperature, right gravity. Everything has to be in the proper spe- spec or a year later it's it's not going to be good. Uh, that, that would not that would not be uh that would not be nice. And you guys haven't had haven't really had too many problems with anything like that. So the brewers obviously know exactly what they're doing. So Mike or, or Emily, whoever would like, exp- tell people about the original. We don't have we don't have the original. I know I will be uh, I will be out at my local retailers <laughs> because I know it's always worth a trip. Yeah, I think you know the original. Just on the history, and Emily, you can speak to the beer after I get done with this. Um, you know, back in uh, the early nineties in nineteen ninety two, let's say uh, Greg Hall, uh, a brewmaster for many years, they were coming up on that thousandth batch of beer at the brew pub on Clybourne, which is still there today. Uh, and they wanted to do something special. So um, he was getting the idea to uh, brew a big imperial stout back then, put as much grain as he could into that mash bill and, and make something that, that uh, was very high ABV and, and uh, really kind of dessert-esque. And uh, it just so happened that he went to a beer, cigar, and bourbon dinner uh, over in Indiana and met uh, Booker No from Jim Beam, uh, Master Stiller back then. And he asked... Uh, Asked him if he could have a few of his used bourbon barrels because uh, he just got this idea. Why don't I just put this beer I'm brewing into a, a barrel and see what happens? Uh, a couple weeks later, uh, rumor has it six barrels showed up. I've never okay. Is it four? Is it six? I don't know. Just a few barrels showed up. Brewed that beer, put it in the barrels, let it sit for a hundred days back then. Uh, but when he tasted it, he knew he had something uh, uh, that hadn't been done before. Um, so over the next twenty years, tweaked it a little bit. Uh, Brewed a little bit more each year. It was only on draft for the longest time. Released in package back in 2005, I believe. Um, very small. Uh, in 2010, 10 years ago, we made a special batch and, and decided to release it on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. It was uh, the first ever rare we did. And uh, people lined up at the, the door to get it. And it was $55 a bottle. And we're like, this, this wow. is something cool. So we decided to release Bourbon County uh, every year on Black Friday. And here we are, 2020. And uh, People are still lining up, not this year, but uh, uh, still excited to get the beer, and, and we couldn't be uh, more excited to, to continue this legacy growing and, and, and making fun variants every year that are different and, and having a lot of fun with the brand. So tell us a little bit about the beer, Emily. What, what characteristics are people going to get? If they've, if they've had the original before, kind of the same thing, or are there some new, new uh, subtleties to it? So... It's of course it'll be very similar, but every year uh, there are some subtle differences. And uh, this year we blended uh, with several different uh, types of barrels. We have uh, bourbon barrels coming from uh, Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, and uh, Wild Turkey. So uh, a lot of the you know the flavors that you're always going to get there: uh, cocoa, chocolate, vanilla. 
um, are always going to be there, but there's, there's maybe a little, a little more this year, I think of, of some almond and some of that like leather tobacco, uh, things like that. So it's quite good. Uh, it's, I think the highest ABV we were getting was about 14.6%. So very enjoyable. Wow. That's, uh, that's the, that's the thing with these, uh, high alcohol. And that, that was, as you said, like that was the goal from the beginning that Bourbon County stout was going to be this high alcohol concoction. Yeah, it, it comes uh, out when it's done fermenting on the beer side around 11, 12% ABV. So it's already up there. And we put it into those unwashed used bourbon barrels that we get in fresh and uh, let it sit for uh, about a year or more. And it picks up all the, the bourbon and the wood that's been left behind and, and it uh, kicks it up uh, to, you know, 14. Sometimes we've had some batches in, in the low 15% ABV. Uh, definitely can get you through those Chicago winters. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, so let's talk about let's talk about some of the ones that we have. Cody, what, Mike or Emily, which one should we start? Now you know the four that we have. Where would you suggest that we start this tasting? Did you say you had original? We no, we have uh, we have old number four or special number four. We have proprietors. We have birthday, and we have Carmela. Gotcha. Let's start with uh, the birthday bourbon. That's going to okay. be a, a same base as original. Um, this is a really special one. Uh, you know, Emily was talking about um, how we get Buffalo Trace, Wild Turkey, and Heaven Hill barrels in for the original. Um, different blends every year. When we go to to uh, make the batch, we we grab different barrels from all three of those distiller- distilleries and blend them together. So um, it's it's a mix of different distilleries. But this birthday bourbon, the reason why that's special is is we partnered with uh, uh, Old Forester uh, Distillery down in Louisville, and every year. Uh, they release a birthday bourbon, and it's one of their their higher end uh, releases. Uh, it's a very small batch. Um, their master taster Jackie Zeichen uh, goes around and and, and picks a, a few barrels and uh, the ones that taste the best, and they release it. And uh, the bottle, if you can find it, it's about one hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, immediately goes up to five hundred dollars if you can't find it on the shelf. So it's ridiculous. Whoa. But we got those barrels in uh, last year in two thousand nineteen. Put the same beer in it. We didn't blend them with any other barrels, so we just wanted to highlight, you know, their very special uh, uh, birthday bourbon, and, and that's what you're drinking right here. So uh, it's very, it's very cool to drink next to original, but you know, drinking it right now, um, you're going to see, you know, a, a very thick mouthfeel. It's got some some really cool dark uh, fruit notes on it. Um, I think it has a little bit of cinnamon and uh, vanilla and oak on it, a little bit heavier than that of original, um, but it, it's simply fantastic. I mean, if you can find the bourbon and drink it next to it, that's a real treat because you can <laughs> see what carries through, but um, I have yet to do that even on my side. I was so. going to say, do they, you, you know, you're out there. Are you When you go down to get the barrels, do you ride with the guys and go, oh, you know, why don't we get a sample while we're down here? Yeah, I, was, I do it every now and then, but they're like, how about some regular old Forester and you'll get the idea. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's not <laughs> no, fair. So Emily, when, when you're putting, when you're putting these together and can you explain as for people who don't, who don't really follow this and Mike was talking about mouthfeel and getting hints of chocolate and vanilla and maple. Can you explain to people how they're getting those, where they're getting those flavors from? Cause you're not putting Hershey bars and, uh, you know, vanilla extract in the, in the barrel with this. How, how are they getting these flavors? So a lot of it is coming from the malts that we use. Uh, we use uh, some dark chocolate malts and roasted barley and things like that that are giving uh, some of those chocolate notes. But a lot of it also is coming from the barrel. So uh, some of more of that oakiness and the vanilla and even the cinnamon, that's all much, much more uh, on the barrel side flavor-wise. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where it's coming from. It's very nice. And it does. Uh, Cody, what do you think? It's phenomenal. Uh, you know, I feel like um, I'm reminded, even though it's it doesn't mention sherry in the tasting notes, but I'm reminded of the Mon Cherie from last year. Uh, weirdly, I don't know if it's just like maybe the same sweetness level, but I feel like anybody that enjoyed the Mon Cherie last year, which I thoroughly did, uh, would enjoy this. Uh, not to mention, it's just absolutely phenomenal. I, I didn't want to open the box that it came in because it's so beautiful. <laughs> it, like, does look, it looks very pretty. That's the other thing. You get these and it's like, oh, that looks nice. I, it's, yeah, no. when you, it's like when you get something on a plate and you go, that's too pretty to eat. This is too pretty <laughs> to drink. It's like, but yeah. it's all right. I'll sacrifice beauty uh, at some go. point. 
Mike, what goes into picking these barrels? Because as we talk about some of the other variants, uh, this was Old Forester and their birthday bourbon. You use Angel Hill, you use Buffalo Trace. There's lots of different bourbon barrels. What goes into you guys, and, and Emily can probably speak to this too, what goes into picking what barrels and uh, what you're going, what variants will go in which barrels? Because I'm sure that plays a big part in how everything works out too. Yeah, um, you hit it right on the head. We have, uh, out of the seven variants this year, we have uh, three barrel forward variants. I'd say even four, maybe if you count original with the blend. Um, but, you know, uh, with how much we've used uh, barrels as kind of our fifth ingredient in making the beer outside of the four normal ones, uh, Emily just spoke to how it enhances the flavor completely differently and adds new notes. Um, we're, you know, at, at Goose, all the brewers on the marketing side, there's just as much bourbon on our desk that there is beer and we've really gotten into it, and, and we know the difference between a good bourbon and, and great bourbon and, and just your, your everyday bourbons. So for us to work with our distillery partners and call out their uh, top bourbons and knowing that they can't use those barrels again because they can't call it bourbon if they did, uh, we like to use them and highlight them once uh, again and, and breathe second life into them and, and share them with not only their fans but our fans and educate them and get our fans into bourbon and their bourbon fans into beer. So those are always special treats. It's very cool to know a barrel can play that much into changing the beer. Yeah. Um, and then Emily, you know, on, on the variant side, uh, we, on, on the original, we don't get anything younger than four years old. Um, we, we're looking for four years old or older, and that plays a big part in having a good base to make a variant too. Very nice. So the birthday, now the birthday is going to be one of the harder ones I'm guessing to find, but it is definitely worth it. And if you, if you were lining things up, you said, Maybe do the original and then compare with uh, with the birthday. That would be the way to go into it. Yeah, I would start with the original uh, stout and do the barrel uh, versions first, so you can compare those and then okay. get into some of the other ones that have some adjuncts involved. All right. So would that mean that we are going to go into the uh, the the special? Uh, let's go to to Caramella real quick oh, okay. before we get over to special number four. I'll be honest. When you guys first, because I loved the wheat wine last year. I I went crazy for it. And I know some people were like, oh, it's kind of sweet, which I that was part of why I liked it. So when I saw the description of the Carmela coming out this year, I was like, oh, that I got a feeling that might be uh that might be one that I'm gonna look forward to. Yeah. Um Emily, do you wanna uh tell them how the, the wheat wine differs in, in the base beer than the stout? Yes. Yeah, so wheat wine is uh, basically, you know, when we're making original Bourbon County Stout, it's an imperial stout base, but wheat wine definitely is not. So uh, it's primarily wheat, very difficult to brew, but uh, we, what we makes definitely it so difficult found a way to, to make it work. And make what it makes it so delicious. difficult to brew? Uh, wheat is as different than barley. So um, barley is the perfect ingredient really to uh, make beer. Wheat is a little stickier. So uh, you have to be a little more patient and uh, to get it through, uh, to make, basically to get it to uh, filter through itself. Um, but uh, we've, uh, we've, we've made it work. <laughs> and you were saying the wheat, the wheat is sweeter. Um. It, it just has a different flavor, not necessarily okay. sweeter, but uh, it definitely has that wheat character. And um, we also, so this is in uh, different barrels too. So this is in uh, Larceny barrels and uh, it's actually a wheat, a weeded bourbon. Oh, so okay. it's going to give it even more of that wheat characteristic. And is that because it's, it's not an Imperial stout, that's why the color is, is lighter than yes. uh, than it is with the regular stouts. So it's uh, for for people who get nervous when they see the uh, the dark stout in the glass. This, but oh, this this is going to be so much more accessible. And yet yeah. it packs. Uh, what's the ABV on this, Emily? It's also fourteen point six. It's the same as original. So we don't uh, mess around. No. It basically is the same process as brewing the stout, but with different ingredients. Wow, there's you definitely get the caramel. Coming through the 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 butteriness of a, a like a taffy apple, and you do get the apple flavor in there. It is, and it's not um, Cody. Would you, it's not as sweet as the wheat wine last year. It's got a little bit more creaminess and a, a little a little tartness to it. Yeah, I think. it's it's extremely unique. And I remember thinking about it, the wheat wine last year. Uh, this one also just 
a, a little bit different than the other ones than what you would expect, but like, just so good. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's something that we used Larceny uh, uh, weeded uh, bourbon barrels from Heaven Hill last year. And with this one, uh, the big difference is uh, Joey T, um, uh, he uh, really loves caramel apple uh, desserts. So um, he's been working on this recipe for a couple of years on the stout, believe it or not, um, where he puts apple in some caramel flavor and it, it it was great. It's always a, a one of the finalists for a variant, but this year he tried it in the wheat wine, and and that's where everybody at, at the brewery was like, "Now that's that's one we'll see uh, this year." So uh, it was cool to have his uh, variant picked this year. It's always a badge of honor uh, to get picked uh, as a, a brewer who who gets their their variant out into the world. And and this one, man, talk about you know perfect uh, uh, night tonight, maybe tomorrow when it oh, hopefully yeah. hits sixty. Just fall weather, caramel. Apple, you know, I'm thinking hayrack ride, maybe a bonfire. It's 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 Thanksgiving. A cool yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is it's perfect. It's perfect <laughs> for all of those. And we're gonna Emily, we'll we'll get into um how your variant got brewed and your thing, but explain explain that, Mike. The variant brewers because as you said, uh, Joey uh did this one, Joey today. Is that um is that yep. how we pronounce his last name? He he brewed this one and so explain that and then I don't know if you can, because even if you don't use a brewer's name, Emily would know whose variant you were talking about. I wanted to know if there was one that came through or maybe in the past. You know, it doesn't have to be this year's. It could be one that came through and you just went, what are you thinking about? <laughs> this this could be possibly one of the worst ideas in brewing. Well, I don't, I don't know about you, Emily, but I, Emily, I haven't been invited back to have my own variants in, in the mix for a couple of years after what happened, but... <laughs> No, oh, so you have to be invited. Do you, do you do the brewers all submit something and then somebody decides, all right, we're going to we'll at least let them move to the next stage. How does the process work? Yeah, it's it starts in January. So it's right around the corner. It's a year long process where uh, anybody in the brewery is invited to to uh, do a tabletop version is what we call it. So you can take some of the base out home and and uh, in a mason jar and put the ingredients in. You think that would work and they bring it to work. And we, we have some very serious discussions, tasting meetings, probably one of the coolest meetings you can have in a workplace. Yeah, uh, give right. honest feedback, a little more of this, a little less of that. Mike, why are you in this still uh, kind of mentality? <laughs> and then uh, go to a round two and a round three. And, and uh, by round three, uh, there's enough feedback to, to where we kind of get into a good group of what we want to move forward to and, and, and go from there. And so this, uh, do you have, do you remember one that was just, not that it was, you know, it wasn't close. It was just so, so bizarre. Like I'll, I'll give you an example. We had, we were doing a segment and somebody brought us in a ramen noodle beer. Oh, <laughs> and Man. I, uh, it, was a rough it almost night. made me want to punch that person in the throat or, <laughs> or exposing did. me to this travesty against beer and, and humanity, quite frankly. Have you ever had one that you were, you had such a visceral reaction? Like salami does not belong in snout. <laughs> Emily, you got one that you remember? No, I mean <laughs> they, they've all they're all pretty good. We always joke about some some silly ones like doing a Chicago style hot dog or something, but no one's ever <laughs> oh, actually yeah. made it. <laughs> That's yeah. probably but, uh, best. It's, it's always a, a a back burner thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some ones with like some some uh, peppers in it. Um, there was one this year, the Kentucky Fog. I know we're not drinking it tonight, but that one was kind of weird when I first saw it. Well, uh, let's talk about around. that because it did just on paper. That seemed to me, I was like, wow, how is this going to work? So explain what Kentucky Fog is and how it does, in fact, work. Um, so that was a variant based off of a London Fog uh, uh, coffee a drink where it's uh, a couple different uh, teas, um, Earl Grey teas being the biggest one uh, in it, and uh, some to sweeten it up with honey. So um, one of our brewers uh, decided, you know, his girlfriend really likes uh, London Fog drinks, and how could he incorporate it in this beer and have it stand out? And and he did a rendition of it in the first round. And I remember, like personally, seeing it on the sheet, I was like, no, oh, London Fog tea, like that's not really something I would go to. So I tried everyone else's. And that was one of the last ones I tried, and I was still like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty tea-heavy. But then get to the second round, it's still there. I tried it. I'm like, oh, it's, something might be there. And by the third round, I'm telling you, like, it is something like the more you sip on it, the better this gets. And it makes sense. The tea comes through on the nose. Uh, it fights back and forth with the bourbon in the barrel. 
Uh, and then you get this nice long finish of uh, sweetness of honey. And it is, it is phenomenal. It is really a good beer. And for all the naysayers out there, uh, wait till you open it up. Don't stop after one or two sips, get to that third, fourth, uh, before you know it, half the bottle's gone and you're hooked. There you go. And that's, that, it has been getting really good reviews and everybody, all the reviews seem to say the same thing that you said and that I said, where you look at it and you go, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to go. And Emily, you can address this when, when you're trying to come up with a variant, uh, is there, I guess it's just trial and error because sometimes on paper, something doesn't look like it's going to work and it does. And conversely, you might go, this, this is going to be fantastic. And then it doesn't quite go. So how much, how much trial and error in general and goes into trying to figure out what goes into these variants? Uh, quite a bit. A lot of us will, will be thinking about it all year, trying to either think outside the box and come up with something quite different like this Kentucky fog or, or stick with the ingredients that you know work well with it and just rearrange them in different ways, combine them in different ways. Um, so like we usually have about three sessions where we'll submit our, uh, our ideas and taste them. And, uh, yeah, something that might've been a huge failure the first time with a little tweaking might actually be chosen finally the third time. So you, you really don't know until you, you get that, that perfect blend together, uh, what might or might not work. Very nice. Can I, can uh, I just say, uh, yeah, I have full in. faith in that, uh, in that Kentucky fog. Uh, I feel like, uh, it reminds me of like once I was, one time I was in uh, Las Vegas and I was at a, a place looking at the cocktail menu and there's like six cocktails and I picked the ones with the weirdest combination. Cause I'm like, <laughs> they're putting like peanut butter and licorice and elderberry or whatever in this. They like, you don't do that if it's bad. So I tried it and it's one of the best cocktails I've ever had. So the second I saw, Earl Grey tea in, in a bourbon County stout. I'm like, this has to, there has to be something to this. So I'm looking no, forward. That's great. You make a great point. I mean, I can't tell you our brewers are just unbelievable. They're, they're like uh, uh, the same bartenders that are out there making those crazy cocktails. You read it and like that works and you try it and it blows your mind. It's the same thing with our beers. They, they always figure out a way to bring in new ingredients we haven't worked with and make it work and, and make you blow your mind. And every year, that's why I get uh, excited. It's just like, what's going to, what are we going to release this year that people are going to be like, what? And then try and be like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is it is amazing, and I've always said that brewers are mad scientists because right. just when you read what goes into some of these some beers, you're just like, what kind of mind is concocting this? And it works, and it, and it always works. Let's move on to the other one that we don't have with us tonight, but it is a big deal because it is the anniversary Bourbon County Stout. So, Mike, you want to lay it out, and Emily, jump in and, and steer him steer him right if he goes uh, way off track. On- yeah, don't make me uh, start making things up, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beer in a yeah. bottle. Yeah, no, it, it kind of goes off the, the coattails. Not the coattails. It's, it's right in there with uh, the birthday bourbon. Um, it's another barrel expression. Uh, we worked with our friends down at uh, Buffalo Trace and, and the Weller brand they have down there. Uh, a lot of people are asking, why don't you just call it Weller BCS Stout? And I was like, well, there's a reason it's called Anniversary. Like I said, 10 years ago, uh, we released our first barrel expression. It was the 2010 Rare with Buffalo Trace. It was a two-year-aged uh, uh, Bourbon County and 23-year-old uh, Happy Van Winkle barrels from Buffalo Trace. And, and uh, it started Black Friday. So 10 years later, here we are. It's the anniversary of Black Friday. We had some really cool plans that we wanted to do at the start of the year. <laughs> they changed a little bit, but we kept the name. And, and it's our nod to uh, all of our friends that have been standing in line and, and growing this brand with us and excited uh, to, to drink some really cool beers that are, are highlighted by a barrel. But uh, we got uh, two years ago some, some Weller 12-year-old barrels, which is a very sought-after bourbon uh, uh, from Buffalo Trace, and, and put the original in it, let it age for two years like the Rare did, and and now you're seeing a, a, an extended aged uh, Bourbon County uh, stout, and uh, it has some nuances uh, that are even different than the original compared to the birthday bourbon. So um, this one's very, it's going to be tough to get. It, uh, it has its own, I think, a little bit more char, uh, smoky characteristic. It's got uh, what I'd like to say a little bit of Weller uh, candy sugar sprinkled in uh, mm-hmm. that makes it pop. But it, it's, it's a fun one. I hope people enjoy this just as well as, as the rest of the birthday, the original lineup. And the, the the thing about all of these, and Emily, you kind of touched on this before, 
the bourbon does the bourbon flavor doesn't overpower any of the beers and is that is that due to the the how sturdy the base is that you you do get the the taste of the bourbon you get the essence of it but it's not like oh i'm drinking bourbon that's kind of mixed with something else yeah i mean you 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 hit on it exactly it is a very robust base beer that we make um it's i mean we we basically it has a very long boil time compared to other every other normal uh brewed beer um it is it it has to be because it it needs to hold up it's in its own integrity being in that barrel for a year or more if it's a, a one of these fun rare uh variants we're putting together and they are they are fun uh cody you want to introduce the are we well we'll we'll ask uh mike should we go to proprietors or special number four I really want to hear about proprietors. Uh, Emily, I think you have an unbelievable story this year. So let's, let's I, jump to that. Good, because uh, first of all, I want, to t- I want to tell you, Emily, uh, I said to my wife and daughter, I go, oh, the, the brewer who came up with Bourbon County's proprietors blend this year is coming on. And uh, she is a woman, which I know is becoming more and more common in the brewing industry, but it, it wasn't for a while. So before we get into this delicious beer, how did you come to brewing? What's your story? How long have you been at Goose? Uh, I've been at Goose for five and a half years. Uh, before that, I was, I'm, my uh, background is food science. So I've worked at several different food and beverage companies before I came to Goose. And those were all great and fun. But my ultimate goal, I really, I've always loved beer and sharing beer. And uh, I really wanted to connect uh, more with the customer, like in a more direct way than what I was doing before with food, uh, with beer. I mean, not right now, unfortunately, because of COVID, right. but uh, we have our tap room and after a shift, you can go down and and share beer with your customer immediately. And that's that's pretty cool. So I always really wanted to get into beer. So I I started looking for open positions, brewer positions and uh goose island uh gave me that chance and i've been here ever since so it's very cool cool. well congratulations now we i'm getting i'm getting the feeling from mike that the brewers a number of them have tried to get their variants through uh for many years some successful some woefully unsuccessful let's be honest um but how long how long had you been trying or was this this proprietor's blend your first shot uh, this particular one was, I, I came up with that one this, or I guess last year, uh, the last January when we came up with these and it's kind of funny how I came up with this idea. <laughs> so, I mean, we're always trying, like we know come January, end of Christmas, we're, that's when we're going to, you know, put forward something new. And I was, I was just thinking about it really hard. Oh man, what am I going to do this year? We've done so many things and. And, uh, so I guess I was thinking about it so much that I actually, it, it appeared to me in a dream. (laughs) 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 So I had this crazy dream where I was in, in the Goose Island tap room and (laughs) everyone's drinking Bourbon County and, uh, and we were serving Spumoni ice cream with the Bourbon County. (laughs) And, uh, and so and like it, it was a goofy dream. Like people were in line and fighting over everything. And this is obviously before you know lines were right. a bad thing now. So, but uh, so I woke up and I, I instantly was like, "That's it! I have to put a Spumoni uh, ice cream wow. recipe together." So I wrote it down really quickly and fell back asleep. Woke <laughs> up again and I'm like, "All right, this is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna submit. I'm gonna." you know, get the ingredients, the classic ingredients, pistachio, chocolate, cherry, and, and give it a try. And, uh, and, uh, took a few, a few iterations, but, uh, I mean, there are classic ingredients that, that pair well with bourbon County chocolate always is going great. Um, darker fruits like cherry and, uh, nuts in general are a little tricky to, uh, pull off, but they do tend to, pair well with it and then there's a little bit of vanilla just to make it a little more creamy and more ice cream like so it's so good now um do when you submit the variant do you say i want this to be proprietors or do you just say 
here's my variant, and who decides that it is this year's proprietors? Because, uh, fun fact, this is not your first proprietors. You are uh, you may be the proprietor whisperer. Some of you you <laughs> I had was the twenty. 20- if, if Emily didn't say it, I think she's one of the first that has gotten. She's the second to get proprietors. So. Yeah, you came up with the twenty sixteen uh, variety, which I enjoyed on my last birthday. Uh, I said it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, another another one with chocolate. Obviously, <laughs> yes. I'm a big fan of chocolate. <laughs> As am I. So so when you back to the the do you say this should be proprietors or do you just say hey uh, make this one? Yeah, it's more, uh, we submit our ideas and then, um, it's, it's really more voted on where we think it will fit best as far as, uh, mm-hmm. the flavor profile and, uh, and things like that. Like, like Mike had mentioned earlier about, uh, Joey with the caramella, like he has been submitting caramel apple constant, like consistently, and we always like it, but it just never got through, you know, okay. and finally when he put it together with wheat wine, it made all the sense in the world that that's where it, ne- that's where it belonged, you know? So it, so it Mike, is kind of a, a vote among brewers and the brewmaster okay. and, and the whole R and D team. How do you put the lineup together? Because you know, we all, you know, you always have the original and that, that has this flavor profile and it's going to stay similar throughout the years. Then how do you, as you start picking the variants, is that when you go, okay, we're going to put, we're going to put Carmel in there and hmm, we've got uh, Emily's and it's, yeah, this is the one. How did how did Emily's variant become proprietors? That's something. Uh, yeah, I, I would liked say. It. Yeah, Emily. Everybody, liked, everybody liked it. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody, that makes everybody sense. liked it. But some of these variants are a lot harder to make on a bigger scale. Um, I mentioned that it takes us a year to to make a variant. Um, yeah. You know, starting in January, we might pick it uh, mid February. Uh, uh, end of February, but then the, the brewers have to spend, you know, three or four months to source the right ingredients mm-hmm. to build that little mason jar batch up to uh, a few oh, hundred uh, barrels is, is a tough job to get right. So um, some of these these uh, variants are a lot harder to grow bigger. Um, okay. Proprietors being just shared with our friends in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're going to see a trend where those more difficult ones, not to say that we couldn't scale them up, um, but we like to uh, save those or the ones that are really special um, that have a few ingredients. We'll we'll, sh- we'll put them in that uh, uh, proprietor slot so uh, we can share them the right way and not run into any issues, maybe. This one, it makes sense that uh, you have a background in, with food science because, I mean, like, the number of flavors I'm getting from this, just as a look at the sheet, I mean, it smelled, really smells of yeah. chocolate. And I was like, I'm going to drink chocolate milk. But you get the cherry, you get the pistachio, you get the dark chocolate. Like this is a complex, this is a com- yeah. very complicated, full-bodied. Really, uh, yeah. There's just a lot of you're getting your yeah. The cherries come through one. nice without you know without slamming into everything else. You you do get that chocolate, and then there's that cherry and the 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 everything everything blends. How long? So you had your dream, Emily, and you <laughs> you wake up, and now you're gonna. So how many? iterations did you go through before you brought in the mason jar to the team and said okay i think this is one you're going to try was there was there a lot of trial and error was it oh too much cherries oh not enough pistachio how does that how what kind of process did you go through to get it where you would finally submit it uh yeah so i mean i for the basically the first submission i i grabbed the you know the four different ingredients i made uh four separate mason jars of all four and then blended them together into what I thought was a pretty good blend. Uh, I think, I think the first time around it was received pretty well. I mean, obviously it needed a few little tweaks, either it had too much chocolate or not enough cherry or maybe the wrong cherry profile. So then I tried to lean a little more towards like a candy cherry to taste more like what's in a spumoni you get, you know, from uh, an Italian market. Yeah. And uh, it really, it, I mean, it really only took, a few little tweaks, but like I, I really had that vision and, and it came to life pretty quickly. I I want to take a nap now, see if I can dream up some fantastic uh, <laughs> something fantastic. I don't know. Usually my dreams do not uh, come to fruition like that. That is uh, that's very very cool. And how much how much does do the other uh, brewers get? Uh, you know, is there a lot of uh, rivalry when now you've had two proprietors? Do you walk around the brew house like you're you know? just a big shot and everybody's got to call you a uh, madam emily what what goes on when you land two when you land two like that 
Uh, I mean, no, but (laughs) I mean, we, we all are really supportive. Like when someone's is chosen, we're all really excited, especially because, especially if someone's been trying a certain flavor for a long time, or if it's a flavor we all were just really excited about, like we all kind of, uh, make comments and more or less, it's not really voting, but it's, it's a form of voting where we, we kind of choose which ones we like the best. And, uh, if something that, you know, everyone was excited about gets chosen. We're, we're all really excited. We want to see the best product get made. The only, the only thing that would maybe make us groan is the, the, yeah, like Mike was saying, more difficult ones to make. And I knew this one was going to be a little difficult having so many ingredients, but uh, it it was, it took a lot of uh, scale up bench trials to to get, to figure out what ingredients we were going to use to make sure it was, giving us all those those right flavor profiles because the, the cherry uh is probably one of the more difficult ones to find and we found an actual italian candy cherry which is perfect because i mean spumoni's in a an yeah. italian american ice cream it's actually my favorite ice cream so <laughs> I, I, and I remember i remember last year mike there was a lot of talk about in the mon cherie which cody referenced earlier trying to find you know trying to find the right cherries into the layman you go well, Emily wants candy cherries. That shouldn't be hard. And finding <laughs> cherries for another beer, that shouldn't be hard. And just the finding that one ingredient has got to be at some point, sometimes a nightmare. Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> these guys, uh, once again, like the, the bourbon, uh, different bourbons on our desk. If you go on the brewer's desk, uh, if we use chocolate or cocoa nibs, um, they could have 15 or 20 different samples on their desk from all over the world, making sure they mm-hmm. pick the exact one they need. And, and it just speaks, it goes back to being master blenders, you know, master uh, bartenders where uh, we, we know the ingredient base that we want, but there's so many choices once you get into it. Cherries is another example. Like, you know, me being ignorant a few years ago, I was like, great, I'll just go get some cherries and throw it in my beer. No, <laughs> they tried a, a handful of different cherries to make sure they got the right one. Uh, because it does uh, impact the the beer at the end of the day, and we want to make sure it's it's exactly what we know it can be. Cody, yeah, uh, Emily, I gotta say, uh, of this beer, I'm from Rockford, where there's probably more Italian restaurants per capita than anywhere else in the country, <laughs> and uh, I had a fair amount of Spumoni growing up, uh, <laughs> and this legit takes me back to my childhood, but plus a bunch of alcohol. So uh, <laughs> really, there's no better beer I can think of, and and you guys mentioned this is. This is the Chicago exclusive, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means you can only get it at venues in, in, this, in the limits of the city of Chicago, not in the suburbs, right? You'll be able to get some in the suburbs. So sh- Chicago uh, uh, land. Uh, extended. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago land, yeah. Chicago-ish. But not <laughs> Indiana. No, forget that. Wait, screw the Hoosiers. They don't get any of the proprietors. They got to come, come over to Illinois and then Smokey and the Bandit it back. You know, over the line in a big semi truck. Yeah. Um, which now, all right, we've we've got one more that we're going to try, but I want to ask uh, both both uh, Mike and Emily. These are where would you where do you suggest people if they're new to Bourbon County Stout and they score a bottle of whatever it is, whatever variant they get. These are not really uh, beers that pair with food, correct? They, where, where do you say? Where do you suggest people drink these other than wherever they want? Is there is there uh, an optimum kind of temperature of the uh, temperature of the beer uh, time where you know you know what I'm saying? I've had a couple of tastes. You take it from here, Mike Emily. Uh, yeah, I well, I would say yeah, it does pair with food. Like Emily was saying, uh, desserts are probably perfect mm-hmm. with this. So I would pair this with, right with some ice cream or some spumoni ice cream next to some, some, some uh, the same kind of beer. Um, brownies, cakes, I've had it next to any really rich foods. If you want to have it next to a, a, a steak, a burger, um, you know, uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner with gravy, turkey, like it, it works. <laughs> uh, but besides that, that's not my favorite. I like to, you know, this is a beer to share with friends, one or a few, open it up on a cold night, uh, start drinking it cold, let it warm up. And throughout the, you know, the warming up of the beer, you're going to get new flavors and aromas that come out with it. So, uh, you'd be the, the, the judge on what you like and if you like it cold or a little bit warm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a sipper. Uh, the, another reason I like this beer is you can't chug it. I mean, you could, but <laughs> you know, it, it slows down time. You can uh, yes. talk to your friends. Uh, 
uh, have a good evening and, and, and have a memory after it's done and, and hopefully uh, uh, remember a little bit from it. Emily, do you like it warmer, colder? How do you, how do you enjoy your BCS? Uh, I like to call what I would call it hand temperature. So as you hold your snifter in your hand and it starts to warm up, that to me is the perfect temperature, oh. uh, especially if you're going to enjoy it outside and it's cold out. Uh, I also uh, really like to pair it uh, with a cigar. Uh, it has yes. a lot of similar, I, yes. similar nuances <laughs> and flavors, um, especially, again, if it's cold out, which it usually is when we have our yes. prop day celebration. It's very cold out. This year Last we year's didn't prop have day one, and it was 68 degrees. <laughs> yeah, this was, yeah I, came down, I came down to pick mine up in shorts and a T-shirt. I was like, this yeah. is a prop day. Oh, well. this is, you know, I got the windows <laughs> down. I'm cranking music. I'm supposed to be layered up with mittens on, <laughs> trying not to drop the, trying to not to drop the glass. There is a uh, there is a uh, spot where I, I buy beer from, and they they have their um, their stouts in a separate fridge that's set a little bit warmer than the other ones. Uh, would you say maybe it's good to pull out the Bourbon County stuff from your regular refrigerator for a few minutes before enjoying it, or really it's just kind of the whole range? I'd say it's the whole range. I like to let mine warm up a little bit, but that's just me. Cool. If you uh, drink it super cold, like thirty seven degrees right out of the fridge, um, it's it's fine. Everybody has their own like taste profile. But, uh, I think as you let it warm up, you're going to get a little bit more out of the beer personally. So teach their own though. Nice. And before we get to the, before we get to the special number four, let me ask you both this, um, bourbon County stout is one of these beers that collectors tend to go after. And then they put them downstairs. And I think Emily heard us joking about this before, uh, before she joined us that, you know, I try not to, be, I, I want to drink them when I get them, except that I'm like, oh, but then they'll be gone. So I, I try, I not try not to hold on to them for very long. This year, is it? Was I right, Emily? Is it new this year? the The date on the bottle is not the bottled on date. It, it appears to be a drink by date. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think we started that last year. Okay. I don't remember for sure, but it's it's really just a recommendation. Um, I think it, it gives about five years. Uh, that's kind of our recommended length. Of course, you can keep it longer. There's, uh, I mean, if you look behind me, I'm in this room with basically a vertical from, when did that start? Oh, maybe 2005. So, <laughs> I mean, you can keep them longer. They will. Ha they might not um, taste as, uh, as they, they, of course, they won't taste as they did when they were fresh and new. Um, but, as far as where we think the best flavors will come out of it, we recommend, you know, one to five or zero to five years, I guess. But so they're uh, ready to go right now. You don't have to. Yes. You don't have to. And age a lot them. of the variants are those are kind of fun to save because they definitely change over time. Okay. So certain flavors fall off. Certain flavors come forward. So those are fun if you do get your hands on more than one bottle to, to save them and try them each year. And then see how they differ. There's a Maybe. there's a couple bottles too uh, that we change it so there's a two year age statement like the Spumoni ice cream. Um, the uh, special number four we're going to get into has a two year statement just because the ingredients that are in them are going to drop off a little bit faster than the ones you know other ingredients are not having ingredients. So you might miss out on some of those big notes if you don't drink it a little bit sooner. All right. Well, let's get into special number four because I know Emily's got to go. She's brewing, so I'm sure I'm sure they're like, "Hey, where, brew needs me." Go? We got and uh, you know, and Mike is Mike. I got it. I got it. Admire you've been. They said, "Well, we don't know if Mike and Emily will be uh, will be tasting along with you." Mike, good for you. You're you're going to town. That's that's what we're talking about. All right. Let's get into the uh, to the special number four. Yeah. So Why this, is it special, and what happened to specials one through three? Oh, boy. I, I am going to get uh, some heat at this from work tomorrow. But uh, being on the marketing team, if I could jump on my soapbox real quick, it is hard to name <laughs> a beer these days. There's over 9,000 craft breweries uh, in, in North America. And if you uh, think you have the perfect name for a beer, it's already been picked. So I had to kind of go out aside, you know, uh, for a, a brunch stout or a breakfast stout, uh, which this is definitely based off of. Um, but special number four is, you know, going to one of those uh, 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 breakfast joints, uh, maybe uh, in the wee hours of the morning after a night out. Uh, and they oh, have uh, a, yeah, hand you a laminated uh, menu with uh, 
40 different uh, breakfast specials and then all the sides you can think of next to it and saying, I'll just take special number four. And it, it calls out the, the main four ingredients that we did in this beer. So it's a oatmeal based stout. So we changed up the mash bill in it a little bit, a little bit creamier, sweeter. Uh, we then added two different types of coffee additions from our friends at Intelligentsia Coffee, uh, straight cold brew and then roasted uh, bean to it. And then we uh, added some uh, barrel-aged maple syrup from our friends out at Bissell uh, Maple Farms out in Ohio uh, to round it out. So four ingredients, special number four, diner, uh, that's my name thing, and uh, specials one, two, and three. Maybe you'll see one day. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's very – you do get the you, – you guys always do one – there's always one variant with coffee, correct? Or, or am I – just going back a few years, I always seem to remember there's one with coffee. Yeah, uh, coffee was one of our very first adjunct uh, uh, variants back in 2010, actually. And every year we used to do just different uh, types of roasts of, of different coffee uh, origin beans. And, and uh, the last few years we've gotten out of that. And, and last year with uh, the Cafe de Oya, uh, it was a coffee cocktail that we went off. The year before that, we put coffee and barley wine, which is a different style of beer, kind of like the wheat wine was. Uh, and this year... Um, not just going back to straight coffee, but we brought this breakfast idea to life. So in, in one way or another, you know, coffee is very present in the, the base beer itself. So to bring it out and highlight it, uh, especially with some of the just the, the great coffee that we have access to with Intelligentsia is, is really fun. And then to add the, the maple syrup, the oatmeal base change to make it a little bit creamier and have a good mouthfeel. Um, it's awesome. I think that's what I've been drinking tonight. I think it's fantastic. It's really good. Cody, you always love the coffee ones. I do, I do. This is interesting because um, it like it doesn't taste like a cup of coffee. You know, some coffee stouts will like you. I mean, it's just full coffee. Right, it's all coffee. This you you get a lot of that, but it's not so overpowering. Um, so if you kind of like the flavor of coffee, um, but you know you want something that tastes a little more subtle than like a strong cup of coffee at eight at night when you're enjoying a stout, um, that, that's at least my opinion. I don't know. I don't know if you think I'm. No, you're, you're right on. I mean, you get the coffee up front. It's got some great uh, blueberry notes, I think, is what you'll mm -hmm. get with it. And, you know, blueberry pancakes. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> but then it's got that nice, like, maple finish. That's where the sweetness kicks in. Um, I, it's phenomenal. I love this beer. How many it's bottles of maple beer. syrup were on your desk trying to find the right maple syrup? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, just one. Emily, when they does the, does the maple syrup pull the flavor like the the stout does so it's because it is barrel aged maple syrup uh are you getting that how does we all know what maple syrup tastes like <laughs> does do you really get the bourbon uh, feel and flavors from from it after it's been in the barrel yes for sure uh it definitely has a different uh flavor profile than just regular maple syrup uh it's definitely uh more complex has a lot it does have that bourbon character. It's it's quite delicious. Now, are you going to start selling that too, Mike, so that we can, you know, I can look like I'm being a responsible person and just having pancakes for breakfast? And uh, people, boy, he uses a lot of syrup. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I hate to do a, a a plug on this, but we do have some maple syrup from Bissell uh, at the tap room in our, our Clybourne pub that has been aged in a used bourbon county barrel. So if you want some Bourbon County barrel-aged maple syrup, uh, check nice. out our, our tap room. It, it's phenomenal. And, yes, you will go through half a bottle in one sitting, <laughs> and the whole family would be like, no more pancakes for you on the weekend, Dad. Yeah, really, Dad, you got to settle down. <laughs> Are you guys going to start to offer a gym membership with some of these uh, BCS bottles? Because, I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. I think our fans are already chasing trucks store to store, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there. There's a lot now. So people obviously cannot line up, um, and you guys have been very generous with your time, and we appreciate it. I want to ask this before before we let you get back to work, uh, Emily, and before we let Mike get back to whatever it is Mike does when he's not seeing <laughs> I got three managing. Kids I'm just taking a break right now. I appreciate <laughs> it. Now we, it's like asking a parent what's your favorite kid. But let's say if you were if you were telling somebody who's never had bourbon county stout before and they were coming to it and will will say they're already getting a bottle of the original from the other from the other six variants and emily i think i know where you're going to lean but i'm <laughs> going to put this out there what other bottle would you say okay if you really want to know what this year's uh, flight of bourbon county stouts is about you have the try the original and here's 
here's the next one that you need to try. And I'll Emily, you want to go first? Go first. <laughs> well, I'm not going to pick, I'm not going to pick my own. That's, I'm not going to do that. I but would you say, know you want to, so we'll, all right. Sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, yes, you should drink proprietors, but since not everyone can get it. Right. This I'll is somebody from else. Michigan. Who's yeah. I'll choose something that's a national brand. I would say if you really want to get, you know, a full scope of what Bourbon County is about, then yes, if obviously have original, but I would also suggest trying wheat wine as well. So the Caramella, because that's, that's a whole different spectrum of the flavor profile. And I think it would be, I mean, it's, it's different, but fantastic. So now does Joey owe you $20 for that? Plug? <laughs> <He better>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would say that you can't go wrong with any of them. So it, that, that makes a lot of sense because you're going the complete, the complete 180 from the original stout to try this other flavor profile. Mike, uh, do you have an answer as uh, educated as Emily's? Yeah, I would say uh, one of the barrel variants is really cool, the anniversary of the reserve next to it to just add what a ba- uh, the difference of a, a barrel makes. But I will go a step beyond that uh, for Emily, and, and I would say the proprietors this year. I think to have someone try the original and say try one where we put some adjuncts into yeah. it, um, I, I hope you guys get it. Once again, going back to like <clears> you can – call these pastry stouts but the the way that we balanced the flavors of uh emily's dream and made it come to life like nothing overpowers the next thing the base beer comes through but you do get the cherry you get uh the pistachio uh, you get the vanilla and the cocoa so i think it's fantastic and to go from just the original to showcase uh uh, a variant like that would be really cool next step. And it's not going to overpower you if you're not a coffee fan or tea or, you know, things. So that that's my educated guess right now. Very nice. Now, Emily, did you push for them to call it proprietor's blend parentheses Emily's dream? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that'd be pretty great. I mean, it sort really of says great. that on the box. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It tells all about it. It tells the whole story. And, uh, the story, it's a fascinating story, the history of Bourbon County Stout and how this all started in 1992 with the first batch. Have either of you, is there any of that in existence? Have either of you gotten to try that original batch of Bourbon County Stout? Um, I haven't, but I think Emily behind you, you have one of the oldest <laughs> package ones, so maybe we should just crack that yeah, over. I was going to say, right. Emily, just turn around. Let's go. I know. You I think- have, uh, we've got all of these. Wow. <laughs> Do you think they'd be upset if you just turned around with a bottle opener and went, you know what, let's try this. Let's, uh, let's see what's happening. I mean, that's, I mean, this is, this is history uh, back it here. I don't want to mess with history. So. And that's a gorgeous, that's a gorgeous venue, the Barrel House. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm inside a barrel right now. <laughs> I figured yeah, this would be a great room. <laughs> it's very cool. Well, happy, happy 10th anniversary of the Black Friday releases. Uh, it's, it's another phenomenal run of the uh the seven the seven bourbon county stouts this year it's uh you guys you guys do it right every year and again the way you were able to pivot to get it to the fans and people are trying to people now will be able to get it safely where they usually get their bourbon county stout so that's a huge thing emily can you give us a little just a little hint of what you may be thinking of for january's uh january's escapades or are you waiting for it to come in a dream? Three I'm, I'm going to have to uh, sleep on that one. <laughs> yeah, do they? If you get three, do they give you rings? Are you get? What, what do you get? I know. I no, but that's a okay. golden brewer's jacket. I, I get a bottle <laughs> for proprietors. So well, that's, that's awful better big than of a, a ring. <laughs> that is better than a ring. Listen, uh, Mike Smith. Thank you so much for being here. He's a senior brand manager at Goose Island. He handles the Bourbon County Stout and the vintage portfolio. And Emily Cosmar. The uh, brewer who came up with this year's Proprietor's Blend. She works at the brew house. She's uh, doing phenomenal stuff. You guys, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations again on another fantastic run of Bourbon County Stout. And, uh, you know, Cody and I will uh, we'll try to make it through the rest of the program. And, but- and yeah, boy. And real quick, you guys, uh, I, I really want to say thank you for uh, giving so many people something to look forward to. Um, because, because to me, this release, like truly, and I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. It, it's an event. Like I look forward to like, you know, the hunt of trying to get my hands on a bunch, yes. you know, whether, you know, whoever it's from, um, and being able to sit down at home and enjoy this with my wife or have like, you know, one friend socially distant over, um, it's been a tough year for everybody. 
And there's so many things you can't do this year, but this you can do. Um, you can sit at home, you can enjoy a really delicious bourbon county stout and not have to drive anywhere, which is nice and safe. That's the best part. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, you know, just thanks for, you know, all the work that you guys do. Um, it is, it is awesome that everybody gets to enjoy some bourbon county stout this winter. So often well, yeah. imitated, never duplicated. Nice job guys. There you go. Thank you guys. Cheers so much. Be safe. Uh, to all the fans. Good luck uh, hunting this year. I hope there's some lottery winners that are listening tonight. Um, and yeah, thanks for having us. Hopefully we can uh, drink all together soon in, in the barrel where Emily's at, maybe crack that beer uh, uh, <laughs> early next year or something. I hope so. And Emily, good luck on the three Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Take care all guys. Right. Thanks again. Cool. All right. Thanks cheers. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye. Good, good night. night. <laughs> good night.